Good evening. I'm Zach Callens with your KSOM Sports Update. HSCW Wrestling went through some tough tests this season and rose to the challenge. The Vikings featured Caden Baxter, who advanced his way to a sixth-place finish for the Vikings. While Baxter wanted to be within the top four, to earn six in the Iowa State Wrestling Tournament is a big achievement in itself. You know, obviously it's not what he wanted, um, especially after making semis. Uh, you know, it's never something to look down on. A sixth place finish at the high school state tournament, that's, that's pretty impressive. But uh, with him, I think it gave him a lot of confidence and belief in himself that he can get even higher on that podium next year. So, you know, look forward to him working hard in the off season and uh, continuing to improve. Despite not making the stand for AHSTW, Henry Lund was a state qualifier and made it to the consolation rounds after falling in his first match overall. Lund was not able to get Don Bosco's Kyler Salis down to the mats. Yeah, um, honestly, I believe that Henry probably should have been on the stand. You know, he was winning his first match and just stopped wrestling for a couple seconds. And that couple seconds, uh, in his own words, uh, brain fart was the difference in the match. You know, uh, he got reversed and and uh, got back points against him to lose the match there. So uh, he was winning and, you know, just, just that lapse in judgment or whatever it was on his part uh, cost him that match. But, I mean, you know, it just shows that. He's, he's way better than what the record shows uh, that he did there. He was in the match and just wasn't able to get take get a takedown. There's been a great amount of improvement from AHSCW from November to February. Head coach Evan Hansen looks ahead for the Vikings, both on and off the mats this offseason, for drastic improvements. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of work to do. You know, I, I think uh, we improved a lot this year. Um but we, we still have a long ways to go. Um, and that's on and off the mat there. We got to get our grades up, got to work harder on the mat and got to be willing to learn, got to be coachable. So, um, you know, if we can do those things, good things will happen. The future is bright for AHSCW wrestling, especially when advancing two wrestlers to the state tournament in Des Moines. Their success helps to give those who didn't make the tournament a target for what they're looking to aim for next season. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's always good to have a couple of qualifiers and a, a place winner, you know, um, those junior high kids and those little kids, they look at that and, uh, just think to themselves that they want to, they want to do that. And, um, so it's, it's a good reminder for those little kids that they have something to work forward to. And, uh, you know, for the guys that weren't on the podium or didn't even make it to state, it's also something that, uh, as long as they're returning, it's also something that they can uh, work for, you know, and, and hopefully just a, a reminder that, you know, if, if we're going to lose, it's not because we're not working hard. While the wrestling season is over, the athletes continue on as many prepare for the upcoming track and field season that starts just in a few weeks for the opening meets. And speaking of high school wrestling, let's take a look at another regional team who had a lot of success in the state tournament. That team is Nottaway Valley. What a season for Nottaway Valley Wrestling, featuring an Iowa State champion and a third-place finisher in the state meet. Ashton Huddle was able to wrestle his way to the state final, and it went all the way down to the wire. Head coach and father of Ashton, Brad Huddle, remembers the whole thing as a blur of excitement and joy for his son and state champ. You know, when you're sitting in the corner, you, you, you see a match that's coming down and, and uh, you know, you're you're behind by 
by a point, the the clock's ticking down and, you know, you just, you want a kid that's a gamer. Um, a kid that, you know, just has that fight and, and never say die mentality. And that's what Ashton did with 10 seconds left. He hits a beautiful inside trip to get, to get the takedown. And I'm not going to lie. I think coach Byer and I both in the corner thought, Oh, that's it. You know, we just won it. And, uh, you know, props to Brady Davis. Like I said, he didn't just lay down. He knew that there was time left on the clock. He escaped and, and, uh, you know, tie match going to overtime. Couldn't have written a better script. Um, they both went after it in overtime and, and, you know, luckily for us, Ashton came out on the, the winning end with a nice single leg takedown right to his back. And, and the rest is history. Uh, you know, I think, I think I've had to watch it all on replay several times because it was all kind of just a blur in that last minute uh, of the match. But, uh, you know, yeah, it was a phenomenal experience, not just as a coach, but as a dad, um, but more importantly, just for our community and our, in our school district, you know, and in our program. So super, super proud of, of everything that happened uh, from Ashton, but also from Trent and all our guys that came up here. While coming close to the state championship final, Trent Warner was able to go all the way down the line, earning a third place finish in the state tournament. Warner beat an Iowa football recruit, Cody Fox, for the third-place match, and he could not have been more locked in and ready to take down one of the top wrestlers in the state. Finishing third has its perks because it shows that next year, Warner has a chance to be taking that top ranking and championship title in his weight class. Trent's a football guy, too, and he knew that the Fox kid that we had for third and fourth was, a, was committed to the University of Iowa since his you know, late in his sophomore year. So a lot of times that would have been a, would, would have been an intimidating factor to Trenton. Not this time, you know, and he went out, laid it on the line, got the next best thing, third place, which sometimes that's even more bigger, bigger feat than even being a state champion. So Trent, I think he was very pleased, um, very happy with his performance and he knows he's the guy to beat next year. So, you know, that's, what's even more, more fabulous for us. We, we bring back uh, 42 of our 46 or 48 team points. Um, we bring that back next year, so we're really excited about that. The future of Nottaway Valley Wrestling is brighter than ever. These athletes not only have the athletic ability to be at the top of the state rankings, but also their work ethic shows how these athletes continue to shape the future of Nottaway Valley. This doesn't look to be stopping anytime soon for wrestling. It will transfer through all Wolverine athletics. No, you, you can't achieve those goals and those milestones without having the kids in the room that work their tail off every single day, whether they know they're going to be the guy or not. Um, they're in there and, and pushing the other guys and, you know, just super proud. And like I said, you know, one thing that I'm really big on and the coaching staff here is big on is just that culture change and getting kids to, to do things the right way, you know, and that's one thing that I'm probably more, more proud than anything is our kids do things the right way. We're loud, we're animated and we're excited, um, but we do things the right way. And, and, and if a kid makes a mistake, we hold them accountable. Um, you know, we just really pride ourselves in, in what we and how we carry ourselves in our program. And, and that these kids did that all year, you know, and we hope that this is a, is a, you know, boost to the future starts with guys getting involved in other sports. You know, we got guys running track. That's a big one. Um, hope guys that this, this summer we'll do some off-season wrestling, uh, be on the football field or running cross-country next year, and, and just being ready to go. Congratulations to the Nottaway Valley Wolverines on such a successful season as their athletes prepare for the spring season that is coming up quickly. And moving from high school wrestling to high school girls basketball, the Rolling Valley Conference released their first and second team selections. Vocal players feature Eva Stevenson of Cam, Taryn Peterson, and Jalen Peterson of Exira EHK, Charlie Pryor of Woodbine, Malia Clayberg of Coon Rapids Baird, alongside Breely Clayberg of Coon Rapids Baird, Kara Nichols of Cam, 
and Nicole Hafer of Woodbine. And the second team all-conference selections, Anna Hart of Coon Rapids Baird, Meredith Rich of Cam, DJ Steinkeller of Woodbine alongside Amanda Newton of Woodbine, and Celia Sullivan of Boyer Valley. You can check out every selection right on our website at westerniowatoday.com. And speaking of high school girls basketball, let's take a look at today's state basketball scores from around Class 5A. Johnson beat Valley today 60-31, as Walkie defeated Ankeny Centennial 46-44. Cedar Falls over Davenport North 61-65, and one game that's currently finishing up, Dowling Catholic and Pleasant Valley in state quarterfinal action. You can check out all the scores right on our website at westerniowatoday.com. In a collegiate news, Iowa State's Audie Crooks has been named the Big 12 Player of the Week alongside the Freshman of the Week honor for her excellent career-breaking performance last week. This is the first time in program history that a Big 12 player has won both awards. An impressive feat. Crooks has been averaging 18.3 points per game and is shooting 58% from the hardwood. She now has the most conference honors by any Iowa State freshman in program history with a total of six. In the game against BYU, she had 18 points and shot 8 of 12 from the field while hauling in nine boards and dishing out three assists. The Cyclones return back to action when they take on number 15 Kansas State this Wednesday, February 28th at 6.30 p.m. And speaking of honors, for the 28th time in her career, Iowa's Caitlin Clark has been named to a Big Ten honor as the Big Ten Player of the Week. Clark has been averaging 32.1 points, 7.3 rebounds, and 8.5 assists per game this season. She earned her 16th career triple-double with 24 points, 15 rebounds, and 10 assists in yesterday's game against Illinois. That triple-double marked the fifth of the season, the best mark in the country by any player in NCAA basketball. Clark now has a total of 3,617 points which is just right behind Lynette Woodward at 3,647 points and Pete Maravich at 3,666 points for the all-time scoring record. While many claim that Clark never even passed the record due to Woodward, she had the unofficial scoring record before the NCAA officially made women's basketball a sport in 1981, batting the AIAW for the sport to be under NCAA championship rule. Number 6, Iowa and Clark at the Hardwood this Wednesday, February 28th, when they take on Minnesota at 8 p.m. For news, sports, and more, check out our website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Zach Collins with this sports update.